0: Last time on Knights of the Rolled Table, the team returned through the previously exploded portal with 70 knights and knights affiliates that were thought to be killed in the Great Betrayal but were actually transported to an evil ship in some creepy nether realm where they suffered as boneless sacks of flesh on a ship made of bone piloted by Sven and Robert, who were the two kobolds summoned in Season 3 by Soot and named by Maya and they had little flower chains and what, how does that even make sense? I don't, oh Weston guest DM'd, alright that makes more sense.
1: Um, tumbling out of the portal into the portal room. Uh, Cavan comes out tumbling out of the portal with you. Um, the portal room is in disarray. It looks like a bomb went off in here because a bomb went off in here. Um, there's nobody in here at the moment, but behind you, um, you're able to kind of like look up and see that there's some guards stationed. Um, there's some guards stationed too in the room at the like entrance of the tunnel that goes out to the, to the main room. Uh, and they're looking at you fall out of the portal because they're kind of like oriented towards the portal. And it sounds like you kind of get a glimpse of there's maybe more guards out in the outer area. Um, But that's about all any of you see before like a bunch of other bodies start falling out of the portal. And all of these people um, that are sort of like being launched out of the portal from this crazy like death ship that Sven and Robert were on out in wherever you were. Um, So you kind of have to quickly get up and kind of like get out of the way. Because, like, literally, this is not a very big room that the portal is in. And, like, there's going to start to be, like, too many bodies in it. Um, So those people that none of you so far recognize anybody are starting to kind of, like, come out of this portal.
2: Should we start Uh, an assembly line to kind of, like, move people out of the room as they're, like, coming out?
1: Yeah, we should go. (laughs) Yeah, you can hop up and like it would make sense to kind of like, keep it moving, kind of. uh, Come
2: on, come on, move along, move along.
1: There's like these two guards that are facing you and there's a hallway behind them because there's kind of a hallway that goes down to, as you kind of look around, there's another two guards at the end of that hallway that are more looking outwards. And that's the chamber that had this like portal on one side and the treasury room on the other side. And it's where you entered the fight with John Fletcher on one side, and then the other, the fourth side is the the zombie moat. That's the room that you can channel them out to. So you really have to actually knowing kind of like how many bodies were there. You have to kind of like keep them moving down the hallway. They're super disoriented, looking around like, oh, wh- what, what's that? What's, this? what's, where am I? Um, and so you literally just have to keep them moving, or this you're going to get squished in this in this room. Hey, come this way. <laughs> um so Kevin jumps up and, and he seems to more like recognize a few of them. Um but he also sort of like jumps into the lead of like, all right, everyone, this way, move down the line and, and on the hallway, keep it moving, keep it we'll explain everything in a moment. I have no idea what's going on. We'll explain everything in the moment, just head this way, you're taken care of, you are safe. Where are we? <laughs> like whispering to you, what city what is this? Where is it? <laughs> uh, all of that will be clear in just a moment. We'll have shelter seen, for you any moment.
3: Has anyone seen Ben? Ben, are you here? Ben, it's a, one, one of my friends. Ben?
1: Keep a hey, moving. My we'll we'll my find ben, 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 ben in a moment. Okay. Yes, ben oh, is there. Ben, well, you reunite down the hallway. Ben. You'll be fine. Oh, hello. I'm i thought Ben, but died. I don't know you. Sarsa, what city is this? <laughs> We're in Cambion. Welcome to Cambion. Come on right down. We'll get you to the, the tourism office and the Chamber of Commerce. So that goes on for a while. A oh, bunch yeah. Of Lots people. of
0: political upheaval recently. <laughs> uh, it's all coming back to me. Sorry. <laughs> Portal travel is really not sitting well with me these days.
1: Um, so, like, this takes a while. This goes on for a bit. You have to launch into, like, literal crowd management for a little bit. Kevin seems to kind of, like, start to recognize a few people. Not a lot of them, but, um, like, Kevin kind of recognizes some of these people. And there are a lot of people that disappeared during the betrayal That is was in that Principal Order Decius orchestrated in, in our, in our podcast season four, like they were lost. A lot of people died at that point. And like some of them were known to be dead really, but like apparently somehow they were all kind of trapped up in this netherworld death ship that Sven and Robert were on and you've somehow brought them back in, in whatever form. And so, um, yeah, do they have their bones back? <laughs> they are like moving around like they're, they have bones and like their bodies and everything. And they, you can kind of hear see from what they the kinds of things that they say that they sort of have a memory of being boneless blobs in this netherworld but it's not like firmly placed and so they're very disoriented but Kevin really takes charge of like getting them down rallying you kind of collectively like order the guards to help and kind of like rally some forces and so after a good deal of time they're kind of like buried out through the fortress, and kind of some guards get organized into, like, we're going to figure out what these people are are going to do. And Kevin kind of, like, shuffles off to, like, manage that. Um, I don't know. Eventually, they're kind of, like, headed down, like, mind the, don't, don't step in the water. There's zombie, there's, like, <laughs> zombie moats. They all have to, like, go down that way. Um, but they're they're out of the area, and all of you are still there. Um, with a couple of guards and in the um, portal slash treasury slash chamber,
2: Tiburon uh, goes up to the guards once. Once everyone's like filtered out out of the area, and asks them, "Do we know who who threw the explosive at the portal? Do you boys know?"
1: Uh, uh, we're not authorized to say, but. Um... Uh, well, there's a lot of act- work we're, we're working on it. Uh, the the guards of Cambion are, are on the job and do not fear, noble citizen, because all is well in hand. Uh, uh, is Bartleby okay? Who is uh, Bartleby? Easy little gnome. Ah, oh, yes, the gnome. Uh, uh, was- all is well in hand. Uh, your friend Bartleby is well. Fear not, noble citizens. The gods of Cambion have things well in hand.
0: Is anybody else not really buying that?
1: <laughs> the card looks a little bit like nervous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, Riggs shows up. Uh, around that time like looking like oh my gosh what is going on because he would have had to pass all of those nights and everything he's kind of like backtracking past that checking on uh, coming to kind of like check on you and the chambers and what's going on and, and he sees you know like oh I'm so glad you're here I'm so glad you're back and you're safe uh, we, we didn't know what happened to you the the attack and, and everything there's so much that's happened since you've been gone it's, it's just so good to see you thank you. Uh, and how you long are, are we gone uh, i i
3: don't think i quite under uh, met you before there
1: oh uh, please this is uh, looking to the others, this is, this is this is a friend of yours one of one of your people uh, yes this is uh call of fame over but you can call me oliver Call Fairmore, a, a pleasure to meet you. Welcome, welcome to the Faye city Moore. of Cambion, Faymore. Uh, welcome to the city of, of Cambion, the realm of Cambion. Uh, uh, where it's a pleasure to have to have all of you here. It's an honor. Um, uh, hey Riggs, uh, how, how yes. long were we gone? Uh, 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 from what I've heard, uh, the explosion. It's been about a day. Uh, about this time yesterday was was the attack. Uh, Bartleby is is uh, well. Uh, he, he'll be okay. He's he's fine. He's recovering. Um, and uh, as you can see, some damage was done to the portal, but uh, um, I, I, I'm not sure of its condition. Uh, we'll have to check with with Bartleby when he when he recovers.
3: Were, were any of the other uh, head knights here? Um, Sora
1: McIntyre
2: was she here?
3: Uh,
1: <laughs> Riggs looks at, like, the rest of you for, like, is this okay? <laughs> kind of gesture. Uh, Sora, she's not been here in the last day, but uh, she was here previously, and, and, and uh, uh, friends of Sora's are, are friends of ours, so anything we can do for the effort, uh, we, we'll support. Uh, while we're here, actually, I, I wanted to do something for you. Uh, uh, come, come here with me. Um, and he walks towards the treasury, and the guards there kind of like stand aside for him, and like you've all done so much for 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 Cambion and, and for the realms and for everyone. I, I, the treasures here belong to the people, but but I feel like some of them could be best used in in your hands. Um, so I, I took the liberty, before yesterday's attack to to set aside a few things, and and if you'd if you'd use them in in your work, uh, I, it would be a, it would be an honor to me to be able to support the cause. Um, and he kind of goes in there and comes out with, it's a chest of stuff. And so it looks like he's kind of like grabbed a chest and put certain stuff in it. So he kind of like pulls this chest out and sets it down. He pulls out a, a set of pipes, like uh, reed pipes, like instrument pipes. Like a, like a pan flute? Yeah. And he says, uh, uh, Branch, I thought this uh, this might suit you well. Uh, Considering some of your work here, uh, these are, uh, I'm told by uh, one of our sages, these are the pipes of the sewers. And it's not a glorious name, but uh, they seem quite functional, and uh, you might be able to put them to good work. Branch sniffs them, and it's like, hey, they do not smell like sewer. Uh, No, thankfully, no. Pipes of the sewers. Magic item, wondrous and uncommon. While you're attuned to the pipes, ordinary rats and giant rats are indifferent toward you and will not attack you unless you threaten or harm them. The pipes have three charges. If you play the pipes as an action, you can use a bonus action to expend uh, one to three charges, calling forth one swarm of rats with each expended charge, providing that enough rats are within a half a mile of you to be called in this fashion. So they have to be actual rats, which you can play the pipes. And call into a swarm to then do your bidding. You can look up uh, text of that and find figure out find the kind of like details on that. But fun. I it's a rat you. flute.
4: Uh, thank you.
0: Oh, I uh, get yes. pied and, piper.
1: Hmm. Um. Also, let's see. Uh, and he takes up he picks up a bag, um, like a satchel, and uh, that's it, just kind of like there's some other stuff under that, and he like he sets it on the ground. And says don't open that. Um, and uh, then he looks in there and pulls out a big like jug of... Um, it's translu- It's a translucent jug. It's like a big vial. He says, oh, Randall, we thought uh, you might be interested in this. This actually came pouring out of the portal. While you were gone, we captured it and uh, uh, we thought you might be able to make good, good use of it. Um, and this is like... It's oh. kind of like a dark, goopy... Uh, fluid, but it turns it like it's changing color a little bit. Sometimes it's more of a red hue and then it kind of like slowly transitions to more of a blue hue. Oh, wow. This is a jug of goop.
5: I love it. A jug of goop. I'll add it to my other jugs of goop. (laughs) Thanks.
1: We're not totally sure what it does, but we're fairly sure it has magical properties and we we can think of no one better than you to to explore, explore what what it might do. Oh, okay.
5: Uh, He's going to open it up, and he's going to kind of stick a finger in and kind of hold it up to, like, look
1: at it like this. Does it have any reaction when he touches it? It continues to... It doesn't react to him. It continues to shift Hmm, Um, color-wise. It actually, when you separate the little bit from the bigger mass, like, the, like, rate of color changing, it doesn't, like, maintain the same, like, red to blue, to red, to blue. When you take a smaller bit out, it goes kind of faster. Red, blue, red, blue, red, blue, red, blue. Ooh. Cool.
5: Oh, well, I, I'm going to have to play around with this.
1: There's another That uh, literally just fell out of the portal, so we thought you could examine it. But uh, I do have another item here. And he brings out a little um, statue of a fly.
3: This is cool. These are some very weird things that you've got here.
1: Uh, yes, well, they've been in here a long time. We don't have a lot of good uses for them. So some of these things, I felt like if anyone could put them to good use, it could be you. And uh, for the things that were in the treasury, not so much the goop, but the things that are in the treasury, he has a better sense of like what they do. So this is a figurine of wondrous power. It's a statuette of a. It's it's a little statuette that's small enough to fit in a pocket or your crazy bag. It looks like a for- horse fly, and it can become a giant fly for up to twelve hours and can be ridden as a mount. Once yes. it's been used, it can't be used until two That's more awesome. days have passed.
5: <laughs> What's it called?
1: Uh, the Ebony Fly. It's a figurine of it's wondrous like little power. Statues. It's like the little statues
3: of, of the animals that, that turn into real animals. And mm-hmm. I think we've had one of these before, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, Figuring it was the, it was the big bird, power. right?
1: Yes, which I don't think we ever used. Somebody got like a rock. Oh, yes. it was- yeah. XX has that. Yes, XS has so, game. so much. Awesome. Does XS have? Oh.
0: we need to go like mug XX and just grab all the stuff that he has. I don't
4: think we know where he is.
1: Last season, um, so Randall has that. Um, he goes in there and uh, uh let's see what else here. And uh, uh, here, Sarsa, uh, I know uh, you are uh, a drinker, and uh, I don't know if you're a smoker, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, and he hands you a bottle that has smoke in it.
0: Right. Uh, should I be concerned? Or are you going to tell me what it was?
1: No, no, it's cool. Hold on. This is the ever smoking bottle. Smoke leaks from the lead stoppered mouth of this brass bottle, which weighs one pound. When you use an action to remove the stopper, a cloud of thick smoke pours out in a 60 foot radius from the bottle. The cloud's area is heavily obscured. Each minute the bottle remains open and within the cloud, the radius increases by 10 feet until it reaches a maximum radius of 120 feet. The cloud persists as long as the bottle is open. Closing the bottle requires you to speak its command word as an action. Once the bottle is closed, the cloud disperses after 10 minutes. A moderate wind can disperse the cloud.
0: Interesting. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much, really quite appreciate it. Although, I, I suppose you wouldn't want to drink this would you
1: No it's not that not that kind of bottle That's so. all right.
0: she got to be tankered and she'll take out her little refilling cup and drink from that while pocketing the, the bottle
1: uh, you know there's also this uh, I don't think it's magical but uh, and he reaches over and just grabs a bottle of of um, wine it looks like. And uh, it's a, it's. I understand. I'm not a wine drinker, but I understand it's a, a very fine vintage, fit for celebrating. If if you'd like this too, you've certainly earned it.
0: Oh, right. Well, I don't turn down a drink. Thank you, Poyo. you.
1: And uh, finally, it turns to Tiburon. Tiburon. Uh, uh, All right. This is. Uh, I, I saw this and I thought of you. I noticed uh, such a fine fighter, and 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 yet your your weapon is is of, of common grade there that you use, and and I I thought that no. Uh, better hands could could make use of this. And he hands you a very finely crafted scimitar. And um, this is a plus one scimitar called Frostbite. And once per short rest, uh, when you attack with it, you can cast the cantrip Frostbite as part of the attack
2: action. Cold steel.
1: So write that down. This a fine blade, Tiburon. Uh, frostbite so like as a part of the attack the the target must make a constitution saving throw on a failed save the target takes 1d6 cold damage and it has disadvantage on the next weapon attack roll it makes before the end of its next turn excellent frostbite scales we can probably say that works so with your level it would actually be 3d6 damage okay then not too bad, but once per short rest.
2: Got it. Okay. So, one more <laughs> hmm.
1: so, uh, he does all that. And then he sort of like carefully picks up the like bag. He set down, puts it back in the chest and picks it back up. And actually it's just, just to the guard, but take that back in there. And, um, he walks out with you and says, uh, uh, we had no idea the extent of the, the terrorist, uh, Activities here in Cambion. Already, we've we've locked down the city as much as possible, and and our our the guards are searching for this Lou fellow. That uh, <clears throat> we're confident that he was the one that bombed the gate, and we're doing all, all we can to to secure the situation as quickly as possible. I'm so sorry for his trouble, and and so relieved to see to see her back and unharmed. A, he, the bomber got away. He did not uh, blow up himself. Uh, well, no, we're not sure of his intention, but he tossed the bomb down that hallway, and, and the, the bulk of the blast, uh, uh, we feared, it destroyed all of you, but apparently you were protected by the portal. Uh, Bartleby was uh, badly injured, but he is, he's, he's all right. Uh, it seems that the the portal absorbed much of the energy of the blast, and uh, he was knocked around quite a bit, but he'll recover. Can we see Bartleby? Uh yes, yes. Uh, I, I, I'm told he needs to rest, but he should be up and up and away t- uh, tomorrow. So uh, uh once uh, you you all look like you've been through a lot, so uh, I, I imagine you need to rest rest as well. Um uh, yes. we should be able to check with Bartably and get a sense of the status of, of the portal as well and, and uh on the morrow.
4: Okay, that is uh, that is good.
1: Sounds like an excellent plan. I know I'm listen, I I just want
3: you all to know. Um I'm Paying back my debt so that was uh, from years ago um, until we find your friend so I'm with you until then if anything along the way that you feel necessary for me to help you out I'm I'm at your disposal uh, branch could certainly use a a sleep yes I could go for a fine elvish wine I don't know about
1: the rest of you I <laughs> you know, I could
0: certainly make time for going to a tavern Maybe I run into some of your old chums
1: yeah let's get something to eat You're able to make your way out through the palace grounds that you've been in and out of a while. You kind of catch up to the bustle of trying to figure out what to do with all these kind of new people. And looks like they're being kind of like shuffled into maybe some like barracks or sleeping quarters or something to kind of like get sorted out.
3: Um, Oliver might kind of step up and talk to Riggs and say, hey, maybe... Maybe you can talk to members of the town, you know, and and just like if people can
1: offer their homes or you know their. Oh yes, absolutely. I I spoke to I spoke to Kevin and he's uh, uh, intent on moving them off to to other locations. But uh, as long as as long as they need a bed, they they won't want for anything here. I I promise you that we'll we'll get that organized and the people of Cambion will will step up and care for them. Thank you, Riggs. And um, where is Kevin? Uh, uh, I think he went in there. And he points off to kind of like the barracks area, which is kind of like on the side of one of the courtyards, uh, outer courtyards you pass through, um, where there's kind of like some of these refugees sort of shuffling around. So Um, Oliver's going
3: to just turn around and walk into the little barracks area.
1: Yeah, you're able to kind of like move in there with authority, kind of like there's a certain like air of somebody who like is walking like they know where they're going. (laughs) People kind of like get out of the way and Oliver definitely has that. So he's able to kind of like walk right in, even past some guards who just kind of like he looks (laughs) like he should be there. Um, And you sort of like make your way in and you see Kevin kind of talking to some of the refugees and sort of making preparations it looks like. He kind of like sees you out of the side of his eye and sort of, like, nods. You see him get sort of like, well, oh, I don't know what this is about. <laughs> sort of nerves I, a little bit when he is, sees you.
4: Is anybody with me, or uh, uh, other people went their own way? I think when you turned around, uh, we probably all, at least Branch would have been like, hey, should we go with him? And then follow the other, <laughs> the lead of the other people. Sarsa, so, we what do you think?
0: I thought we were going to the pub. I, I had to
4: get a drink this. first.
3: So, so, so you Oliver will... Kind of as he's walking, he turns around and says, "If you'd like, I can meet you there. I have business to talk to Kevin McIntyre with." Branch gives you
1: a thumbs up. All right, right, so they head off towards the old singing unicorn, and you go in, meet up with Kevin. Let's take that. Are you are you unharmed? Well, uh, yes, I'm fine. Uh, a little banged up from the from the journey, and <clears throat> but I'm as well as any of these people are, and. Uh, are you are you uh, un- unharmed? I'm fine. Good, good. Uh, well, I, I'm busy here, got, and uh, it's, it's good to see you. It's good to see you back here in the realms, and uh, we've missed you. You don't have to put on false airs with me, Kevin. I know that I have
3: been gone for quite some time, and I know that I left in not the best of terms, and I'm sure that you share sentiments of... People that were not happy when I left.
1: Well, it's not false airs that we've missed you. We've missed you very much. You've you've been gone a long time, and I know for you it's just a blink of an eye, but they're important years for us. Sora's missed you especially, and there's work to be done there. There's things to be accounted for, but you, you need to see her. She needs to see you. I know it'll be hard, but it would be good for you both. I don't know if I'm ready for that.
3: I knew coming back and honoring this debt might... Have our paths cross, but I'm, uh, well, I suppose if it happens,
1: it will happen. Sir, with all due respect, what, how could not seeing Sora be anything of of use to anyone? We're better together. We're better as, you're better as a family.
3: I will speak with my daughter when I am ready. Fine. He turns out, goes to the tavern.
1: So Kevin continues to engage with the bustle. And uh, Oliver catches out. So we'll join the rest of you, kind of like walking out. You Surprise. kind of like. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's all connected.
1: You walk out into the main square and it is very quiet out there. There's nothing going on. It's kind of like midday ish, maybe a little bit later. There's like nobody around. There's some guards walking around, kind of like one area, sort of doing the perimeter, but not much going on. You walk across to the singing unicorn and you walk in there and there's also like nobody in there. Cletus is in there just kind of like cleaning up, looking kind of like frustrated and like, Oh hi. Oh, you're back. Good good to see y'all. Come on in. There's uh plenty of seats available if you uh, if you want if you want some food or drink.
4: Yes, thank
0: you. Yes.
1: Yeah, cold fries.
0: (laughs) And it's been kind of a strange uh, happening of events, so I think we're all going to need at least a little bit of whiskey, perhaps a little bit of stew. Who feels like playing some cards? I don't know. Let's get crazy.
1: Uh, All right, well, make yourself at home. There's nobody else here. Randall, do you want me to uh, make just serve you the fries without cooking them, or should I warm them up and then let them cool? Or or if there were some. Earlier that you're throwing in the trash, that's good too There's literally, there's nothing <laughs> I've not cooked a single meal all day Alright, hey. I'll take them hot and
5: let them cool on my own
1: Alright, <laughs> right. um, so she kind of like goes into the back to rustle up some food mm-hmm. Is it weird that there is uh, no one here?
5: I agree, Branch, very odd No, oh, it's just a slow day Hey, Randall There's nothing amiss Is this normal? Uh, you You are from here uh, well, it's much preferred.
1: <laughs> it's
5: not, it's not normal, but it's nice. Randall could actually be at the bar.
1: It's a little bit later than what was presumably yesterday, maybe two days ago when all of you were in here around lunchtime and there was, it wasn't like packed, but there was people having lunch and a few drinks and, and things. So like, it definitely strikes you based on what you've seen of like just this square in this restaurant it strikes. Everybody as like, this is oddly empty. Randall's perception of that is whatever Randall's angle on it, but...
4: Hey, Sarsa, you uh, have a good relationship with uh, Cletus. Maybe you could ask what is happening.
0: Sure, I could ask and inquire. I mean, but you don't want to be rude. I mean, sometimes people just don't want to frequent a certain establishment. You know, maybe they've got a weak power. <laughs> but if you're that concerned, I can ask about it. Uh,
1: She comes out relatively quickly after a couple of minutes with some um, bowls of stew and some fries. Regular temperature. If
0: if I could be a little bit of a nosy Nancy, as it were. Uh, You know, it seems uh, a wee might less uh, lively in here than it has been in evening or adventures past. Uh, Is something going on that we should maybe be aware of? What's... What do you reckon is the cause of all that?
1: Well, yeah, the guards are locked down the whole city. Everybody's confined to their residences except for official business due to the the terrorist attacks, and uh, they're looking for this crazy Lou fella, and uh, nobody's allowed out, which uh, pretty much wrecks my whole business business day. Oliver ah, right, Oliver walks in around this time, and yeah, you said. The, I suppose the...
0: that means I'll have to drink more then.
3: You said that someone's out there that, oh, this is the person that bombed, supposedly bombed the
1: uh, teleportation room, this crazy Lou. Right. I remember us discussing him before. No, they didn't tell us any details about uh, what was bombed, just uh, something in the palace. Uh, uh, we heard the explosion. Something uh, was a bombed. A bit from out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you now. Oh, well, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> what? Something
3: in the palace. Right, that's what we heard. Okay. Hey,
1: <laughs> well, we, we, there's we a lot of about that. Nobody's allowed to go out for for at least today. Guards hey, are today. We're all around going door to door looking for for this fella and nobody's nobody's drinking, nobody's eating, nobody's working non-essential work. So uh here we are. Hey, Y'all we want some were, ale? We were wrong. I oh, yes. I would like an elvish wine if you have any. Ee Ooh, look at you fancy with the Elvish wine. Yeah, let me take a look. Let me take a look in the back. Have you seen my ears?
0: You no, know, Oliver. I do have a very nice vintage here that I'd be happy to share with you. Just as a wee token of gratitude, since you've been so helpful to us.
1: Ooh, that's very kind of you, Sarsa. You actually like you were there when uh Riggs was handing stuff out, and so like you actually noticed, like, Sarsa was like, hmm. Sure. Wines, wine. I don't know Sarsa's level of like how, how much of a wine connoisseur she is, but like
0: She would drink two buck check if Trader Joe's was a thing in the realms.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oliver, I think like if you have a sense of Elvish wine, like you recognize right away, like, oh my gosh, that is the good stuff. And you're kind of like appalled and nervous that like Sarsa kind of like took a look at it and was like, all right, thanks. Because <laughs> that oh. is a very nice Elvish wine. Uh,
3: this is uh, this is quite the find. This is uh, I don't know anything about wine in real life, so I'm
0: just trying to.
1: Figure
0: it's out made from
3: I... grapes, reds well, or no, whites. no, I mean, I mean, like, uh, like, like wine terminology. Like,
0: it's got nice legs.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's got a great nose. Hold on, Notes of, of oh, grapes. Oh, this
3: is wait. This is a uh, this is a deep red from Elderlock. Uh, it, it's um, they don't make many of these, and like once a year they make. A bottle like this, and and yeah. it's sent away to uh, on on special order. Just having one of these is <sighs> this must be worth several hundred gold by itself.
0: You know, we could sell it so we could get more whiskey.
1: Uh, Cletus comes back with, all right, "All right, here you go. I found this, and uh, hope you uh, hope it's to your liking. And it's not open, but it is." She sets it down in front of you, and it is the two buck chuck of the elvish wine <laughs> universe. <laughs> So <laughs> Oliver will just say um, thank you. Uh,
3: but but um, actually, do you have any just um, goblets, uh, something we can put wine in? I, I forgot that um, Sasa actually had um, something that we
4: acquired.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And she goes, gets, uh, gets two wine a glasses. Is there a corkage fee for
4: this tavern? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> not for you all. Not
3: today. Well, would you join us seeing that it's a slow night and you've been so helpful? Ah, sure, sure. Much obliged. Very very good, my lady. Uh, So he'll, uh, Oliver will kind of take the lead and kind of uncork. He'll smell the cork and he'll kind of pour it in and, you know, tilt the glass and kind of swish it around. And he does all the things that like a little wine connoisseur, like, (laughs) uh, like, oh yes, Mm -hmm. it's a good body. Mm -hmm.
0: You're supposed to put it in your mouth. I don't know why you're swirling it around like that. It's not going to do anything well, out it, there. The air,
3: it helps it breathe. You have to get some air in it and aerate it a little bit. It really helps to. Uh, yes, I can smell some uh, some honey. Some uh, There's a, like a, a faint hint of um, asparagus. Uh, asparagus?
5: Uh, there oh, may no. be a slight. <laughs> that's not the, good. Hey, the wood I don't bar- know anything
3: about the wine. The wood barrel that they that they made this in it smells like maybe an oak or perhaps a, a maple. Um, I think I smell. Mm, I think I smell maybe um, some um, almond butter. Mm, maybe maybe a faint bit of butterscotch.
1: Mm. So Sarsa, there's wine in front of you and Cletus while he's doing all of this. Like, are you waiting? politely or? No, <laughs> what are
0: you doing I'm drinking. Sarsa came to drink.
1: So it takes Oliver, Oliver about about
3: uh, 15 minutes before he drinks anything. He's just he's just like swirling it around.
0: She would probably just dive into the two buck check because she did offer to share the good stuff. But like she doesn't care.
1: I think definitely like three glasses were poured for you, Cletus and uh, Oliver and anybody else that wanted wine. Cause we also already brought some ale. Um, so the first round is definitely this like very fine wine that Oliver is. <laughs> and Oliver's really into it. And he's kind of like, he's, he's looking over
3: at Tiburon and Randall and he's kind of looking at him like, and this, and then what they do is they ferment it and they put it in a sealed barrel, you see, and then, and then they, they put it in and, and let it sit for quite a while, and it's a fine aging. Oh, kind of like I let this
5: uh, moldy bread I had sit in this uh, <laughs> vinegar in my jar.
3: Quite right, Randall. That's yeah, a, it's the, the process is similar. It's a, it's a um, the fermentation, the fermentation of the of the full bodied uh, wines is, is a is a complicated process. You know, I worked in a winery for a bit when I was in seclusion, and uh, I learned quite a bit about. Um, Tasting. So, um,
5: cool. At that point, cheers. Cheers. He opens up his jar and drinks his bread vinegar water.
3: Are you sure you (laughs) don't want to try this? It's very good. Very good.
5: Branch will try. I'll try some. Cheers, Branch.
3: He pours a glass for Randall and for for Branch. And does Tiburon want some too?
2: Tiburon will not take any.
1: Everybody, roll a d20 plus five for how much your experience of this wine? (laughs) Oh, God. Nice. D20 plus
3: five. I got 18. Branch rolled an eight.
1: 10. Sarsa.
0: (laughs) 12. Appropriately.
1: For Oliver, it is like as fine as fine could be, just everything. And everybody else is like, eh, tastes like wine. Cletus is actually like very impressed and like by far the most attuned to everything you were saying and actually like understanding a little bit of kind of like what you're describing. Everybody else kind of like downs in and was like nah, <laughs> it, it is not mossy enough for branch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and uh Oliver kind of just turns to Tiburon and he says, My boy, um I noticed that your your fighting style is uh, quite refined and seems like you are good with a uh, your your trident and a sword, perhaps. Um Perhaps I could um I didn't know that maybe you're you're favoring one arm more than another. Perhaps I could teach you a few things if you would be open to it. Things such as what? Well, um, I know of uh, a couple of maneuvers that might allow you to um, do other things uh, on your attacks where you could attack more targets uh, simultaneously, perhaps um, improve your speed, your reaction time. It wouldn't take Long, perhaps just a brief a skirmish out and outside.
2: You're saying you want to spar?
3: Yes, okay. if you're up for it.
2: All right, Timuron, start standing up. All right, then. Challenge is a challenge.
6: Hmm.
3: Well stool noise. Timuron and I are going to step outside and, and fight. Um, a friendly, friendly sparring match, but um, just, just for a bit. Continue conversation.
0: Or we could take bets and we could all go outside and watch them.
3: Uh, yes yeah
5: that's the thing we're gonna do
0: we're gonna do that <laughs> okay. alright um, I got uh 5 to 1 on Oliver Trance and Tiburon sorry Tiburon love you but this Sarca. guy's a bit around
2: <laughs> seriously sorry <Sarca? laughs> okay. sir. a bet is a bet
0: I'll right, right, buy your right. with my winnings <laughs>
1: So after eating a little bit of stew and some ale and um, uh, you all head out there and into the square, which is still very like open. And there's some guards there that like you notice start to like take notice and move towards you, but actually, uh, you know, anybody that's kind of like paying attention to that and tuning to that, Riggs steps out of the palace behind them and kind of like calls them back. It's like far on the other side of the square, so you really can't hear much, but he kind of like (laughs) calls them back and says something to them and gestures to you, and you see them kind of like stand down and kind of like get a message of like, no, no, it doesn't apply to those people. So those guards just end up, and Riggs sticks around, they end up just kind of like watching this unfold with a similar level of attention to, like, all right, let's see what happens.
3: Oliver will take off his kind of l- larger co- coat, and he has a little... Um, he's got, like, a long white shirt on with, a, like, a vest, like a, a doublet underneath that's got, like, little buttons that goes up, kind of formal. And and um, he turns to Tiburon and says, So, so should we spar with fisticuffs, or would you like to use blades?
2: Uh my preference is always weaponed, but I've gotten into a few fisticuffs in a couple
3: ports, so open to either option. If you think it would be more beneficial to use weapons in your in your education then uh well we can do that. would
2: you like scars or bruises? I guess is the question <laughs>
3: <laughs> only bruises of uh of your moral <laughs> of your morality of when you lose. <laughs> It's, it's sure how, you, sure how you how you want to learn is um, is up to you. So we can stick with weapons.
0: <clears throat> Sarza has somehow managed to procure popcorn at this point, and is just <laughs> very <laughs> attentively watching.
3: We will fight, and um, and but you know you can you can use weapons. How you don't hold back. If I see something that I think might have an opportunity, then then we'll point it out, maybe as we go, but um, whenever you're ready.
2: All right, then. Give me a moment. I've been recently melted and Tiburon just <laughs> starts doing a couple stretches. A couple moving the neck around. Yep. Just popping each shoulder individually. Flipping the scimitar and the short sword a couple times. Especially with the new scimitar. Just kind of getting an idea of like the weight of that. What that feels like.
1: I don't All know right. how like messed up everybody is, but for the like sitting down for a while and eating some stew and resting for a minute, go ahead and credit yourself a short rest if that recovers anything or give you some hit dice.
6: Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. Does anyone want to count us off? So Oliver will kind of like hold the hold his he's got his staff. He's just got a staff. And um the the pike uh staff that he has. And he's gonna kinda take this like defensive pose mm-hmm. where the staff is behind him and he kinda like puts an arm up like this, like on his chest and his shoulder, kinda raises his chin up a little bit, like come at me.
1: <laughs> Cletus is like leaning in the doorway of the tavern. She's like, I'll get you started. Three, two, one, go.
0: Sorcer <laughs> right. passes some popcorn to Cletus.
1: She <laughs> eats it. Oliver doesn't
3: move he just he just uh, stands
1: there. All right we're doing some PvP it sounds like so go ahead and roll initiative <laughs> okay four 23. <laughs> yay So Oliver has the jump but he doesn't need to use it. <laughs>
3: um, Oliver is going to just stand there and wait um, I'm I'm using a uh, patient defense mm, all right? using a key point for patient defense. So he just kind of stands there, takes a deep breath, and exhales.
5: Both, both of you do that, and it just stays, <laughs> stays, stays defending each, each other. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Alright, I think uh, Tiburon's just going to go for a very straightforward like chopping strike at not, him. Not necessarily a lot of force, just, just kind of in Enough that it's like it's a hit if it hits, but um, mm-hmm. not uh, uh, not overcommitted.
1: with your plus one longsword,
2: uh, with the plus plus or one the scimitar. new fancy scimitar, the scimitar, baby,
1: roll it, B-b-b-b- roll it,
2: <laughs> that's a nat one,
1: baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sai's is gonna win that money. <laughs> Chris, I'll let you narrate. You have complete control of this situation. I'll let you narrate how that strike goes.
3: Okay. Um. He he's swinging with the scimitar. Um. Oliver just kind of slightly turns his shoulder, and it goes like right in front of his face, down uh, the vertical axis of his body, right in front of him, and it just kind of gets stuck right in the in the sand and dirt right in front of him like similar (laughs) and and uh oliver's like good force but perhaps a little too hasty and he'll kick up he'll use his foot to kick up the scimitar and kind of dislodge it and take a step backwards and he says try again
0: Sarsa calls out, don't worry, Tiburon, I'll buy you a drink with my winnings.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We'll see if you
2: get those winnings, Sarsa. And uh, Tiburon, uh, pride wounded, just just ever so slightly, takes takes a step back.
1: So then it's it's Oliver's turn again. He can patient defense again or, yeah. Yeah,
3: Oliver is going to continue to uh, just stand there and look at him and just wait for him to make a move. Uh, yeah, I I kind of un- unstuck his scimitar and and took a step back five feet and um and just kind of I'm just waiting.
2: Okay. Um. Now Tiburon will do a sort of low strike, so kind of aiming for like the legs and see if that does anything for him.
3: Okay. Twenty four. So with patient defense, Zach. Hmm. Uh, to take the dodge action as a bonus action on your turn. Um, so, roll again. And okay. then we're going to take the lower one.
2: All right. Uh, 20 is the lower one.
3: 20 is my AC. ah uh-huh. so, so, I'll say Oliver um, does it like another step back. But mm-hmm. it hits his, his calf muscle. His uh, kind of like shin. Um, mm-hmm. where, where his boots are, and it kind of like cuts into his leg a little bit. He's like, <clears throat> uh, good. <laughs> that was a better angle.
2: <laughs> May have preferred the bruises.
3: We'll see. Is that is that all your... That's your turn?
2: Yeah, I mean, we're sparring. I don't think I'm going to go for like three attacks yeah. on you. Yeah, we can, <laughs> just, we can just
3: go back. Uh, okay, yeah. we can go back and forth. So Oliver will say... But you did get close to me, and that might be your first error. <laughs> I'm going to use one of my superiority dies to do what's called a deft strike. Um, and what he does is... No, it's it's a, it's actually a key point. This is um, part of my Kensei monk. At that point, uh, Oliver is going to put his pike behind his back, and with his left hand, he's going to reach out and kind of be like, and uh and sort of with two fingers kinda punch into Tiburon's chest and like neck muscle, and um he's gonna attempt a stunning strike. So um I need you to make a con save. Con save.
2: Okay.
3: I ha- oh, wait, before you tell me what it is, I have to actually attack you, and if I hit, then you make a con save. So let me oh, do okay. a- I'm gonna do two attacks. Uh, 27. 27 hits. Okay, so now what was your con save? Con save was
2: 16.
3: Ooh, okay. Well, mine was DC 17. Oh, gonna get stunned. So, Tiburon gets hit. And then uh, all of a sudden, you feel your muscles seize up. And you can't move. And you are just kind of like have like... Total rictus of your muscles and can't move at all <laughs> uh, for a turn until the end of my next turn. So then um, Oliver's going to say, See, when you have control of the other person, you can take advantage of when they think they are in the lead. But then that is when you can take advantage of their arrogance. Not saying that you're arrogant, my boy. I'm I'm just saying that perhaps that it's like, but I can do this. And he's gonna take the pole and kind of sweep and uh, and sweep his legs. Um I'll do another attack.
1: Oliver is like lecturing Tiburon and the crowd in general with like the exact same tone that he was speaking about the wine. <laughs> it's <laughs> the same, like yeah, it's very, you gotta very appreciate calm. it. <laughs> this is an art. So uh, 23 to hit and
3: he will take 14 points of bludgeoning damage. And then he sweeps his legs from the front um, so that Tiburon just kind of uh, falls over, (laughs) falls over straight forward, like in a kind of a stunned state face down in the ground. And he kind of whips around the uh, pole and smacks his back with the flat side of the pole. Uh, 31 to hit. He takes uh, fifteen points of bludgeoning damage, and I imagine from the crowd, maybe there is some like "ooh, ooh,
1: ooh." The guards over on the far side exchange some money. It looks like they also (laughs) took took some lines.
0: Cyrus says, "Tiberon, what's your drink of choice?" Spoil. Am I unstunned
3: yet? Uh, Oliver will take a step back, and then you feel yourself get control of your muscles again.
0: Answer anytime. It's fine.
3: It's one of those sparring matches. All right. You see, you got too close to me. You know that I can take advantage of you from close combat. So, what will you do?
2: <laughs> I guess I got no choice but to get even closer. Uh, and now, now Tivaron will go for uh, three attacks on Oliver.
1: Mm-mm. Here we uh, go.
2: We got an eighteen, a twenty, and 20 hits. a nineteen.
3: Twenty will hit; the other two miss. So it. Oliver just does kind of like a, whoosh, whoosh, and then where do you hit? Where are you aiming?
2: Let's go for torso.
3: Torso. Okay. Yeah. So torso hit.
2: Oh. I'm not gonna do no cold damage on this one.
3: Thirteen damage. Very good. Using a multi-attack maneuver is uh, a, a very excellent um, strategy. <laughs> Oliver kind of winces a little bit like, oh, he wasn't prepared for that <laughs> kind of... Oh. Um, <clears throat> right, sorry, I just lost my... Uh, <clears throat> mm. uh, do you move at all, or are you just going to stay close? Oh, he's going to stay close. So I'm going to do a maneuver called Agile Parry, and I'm holding my weapon, but I'm going to use an Unarmed Strike. And I get plus two to my AC uh, until the start of my next turn. So now I'm not going to use my weapon, you see, but I can still attack, even though I th- you think I'm going to swing with this, but actually, and he just does like a, a little hand chop to your um to your windpipe. <laughs> just on an arm strike. Uh and that's gonna be a twenty-six to hit. Oh hits. So you'll take um, eight points bludgeoning damage to your throat. Once he does that, he'll use another attack with the staff. Say, now that you've lost your ability to breathe, and he'll sweep your legs again, uh, 25 to hit. That hits. And you take 12 points of bludgeoning damage. Falling prone. (laughs) Oh,
1: my back. Y'all about done out there beating each other senseless? You can come inside and have some more wine. Well, I've got a few more things to teach him. Depends on how quickly he'll learn. Uh, Tyrone, oh. you learned good enough yet, or uh, um, you won't go I'm a little I'm learning bit more? a lot.
2: I'm learning a lot, <laughs> but there's space for more. Oh. All right. Tyrone gets himself up from prone. I'm gonna need some reminding. What? What were you trying to teach me here? My, my head's just not retaining stuff very good right now.
3: You are a fighter. You have the ability to not just use your weapon, but the weapon is part of you. And it means you are the weapon. Your fist, your arms, your legs, your head, everything is the weapon. Don't just rely on the weapon itself. Take advantage of all of you. Make it seem like you're going to use your sword, but then use something else. Mm. All
2: right. I get that. Oh, am I still pretty close to Oliver?
3: Yeah. He didn't go too far back.
2: All right. Great. Um, Taron's going to throw down his Scimitar and just attempt to punch Oliver multiple times um, with all the attacks. And then I'll take an action surge. And do another set of three attacks.
3: <laughs> nice. So, so I'm, s-
2: I'm, I'm literally trying to beat him
6: up.
1: So <laughs> six attacks right. you're gonna do.
6: <laughs> yep,
1: six right. attacks. Get them going. <laughs> this is it.
2: If I if I get hit after this one, I'm, I'm not coming back up. So I gotta go for it. All right. Um, all right. Eighteen. Uh, twenty six. There you go. Uh, oh, Crit. uh, oh. uh Fifteen. Uh, Nineteen. Uh, Twenty-two. Is that five or six? I
1: think that five, was six. Right? That was five. That. Okay.
2: That was five. Okay. And last one was fifteen again. Okay, I so you hit three times. One of them, them was of a six.
3: One of them was one of them's a crit. One yeah. of them's a crit.
2: But unarmed. Yeah uh i forget is one unarmed 1d4
1: i think it's like one plus your strength modifier but it might be that sounds that
2: actually sounds right
1: yeah it's one plus your strength mod
2: so the two regular attacks would be 12 and then the one that doubles does it double with the modifier
1: I mean, that would mean usually you double the dice and there's not a dice. So we'll just right. say it. We'll just see yeah, it. We'll just see yeah, double the damage.
2: Okay. Two, two 12 punches and one twenty four punches. So we'll call that one
3: the old left hook. <laughs> so 36 total. Yep. <laughs> 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 well done. That's that's very good. <coughs> good. Good. Uh, well, good show. Um, that's more like it. It's putting the old moxie into the body, but you must not, (laughs) then Oliver's actually wounded. This is kind of like, he was sort of prepared, like he's like teaching, but he's like, and then you must, (coughs) (laughs) (sighs) um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's he's kind of hurt. I'm ready to learn. Play it on me. Uh, uh, two more things I wanted to teach you. Uh, <coughs> um, so you've learned about using your body, but you also have to use your mind. So try just as a bit of a, <coughs> a different tactic. You have pick up your sword and try throwing it at me. Go ahead, throw throw your sword at me.
2: Is this this is a request. our then.
3: Sometimes <laughs> you have to think differently. You you might not be able to attack up close, but you might have to throw your weapon. So go ahead and let me show you something else.
2: Timberone picks up his, his scimitar and his short sword. He's going to toss the short sword since the scimitar he just got, and he doesn't want to chip it. <laughs> All
3: right, go ahead and th- make a ranged attack.
2: Is that dex instead of uh, strength, right?
3: Yeah,
1: 17. no, it can still be strength. Oh, it can still be strength? A thing. Okay, yeah.
2: then then twenty-six.
1: Ooh,
3: okay. So I'm gonna use my reaction to deflect missiles uh <laughs> with a ranged I can deflect uh, a ranged weapon attack. So then the damage that I take from the attack is reduced by one d ten plus fifteen. So go ahead and roll the damage, because that does hit
2: uh that is 15 damage
3: i rolled a two but because i have a very high dexterity it's, and i have a plus 15 uh so it it reduces the damage so you throw it and he just <laughs> catches it <laughs> oh you can use your opponent's weapons if they are thrown at you and then with momentum he kind of swings it around and I'm going to use a key point to make a range attack with his sword to throw at him. And it's going to be a 21 to hit. Nope. Uh,
2: 21 hits.
3: Want to try to catch it? Try. You can try to catch it if you want.
2: <laughs> can I try and catch it? What do I roll for that? Because I'm
3: teaching you. So, okay. so roll... Um, Damage was. <laughs> the damage was five, which <laughs> is terrible. I rolled a one. Mm-hmm. It's your dex plus your class level. Okay. So what's your dex uh, modifier? Two. Plus what level fighter are you? 11. 11. So you reduce it, so you catch it.
2: Nice. Uh, but <clears throat> how I catch it is. Um... <laughs> Timorone goes to catch it with his hand but his palm is a little too outstretched so the sword goes to the <laughs> palm of his hand but he doesn't immediately notice that because of all the adrenaline so he's like ha ha <laughs> but everyone else can see the sword sticking you out from take, the back uh, two oh points of no.
3: oh, piercing good. damage <laughs> and you have the so now if you want to throw it uh, you can <laughs>
6: Throw it
2: back at you.
3: <laughs> you can throw it back and try to try to hit me with a range, another range All attack. All
2: right. Well, I think people are going to be in the splash zone, but yeah. uh, I, I think Timberon would would be amped up enough that he wants to try that. So uh, <laughs> he's going to toss back the sword that's impaled through, uh, partly impaled through his hand. Yeah.
3: And you can make it with advantage since Oliver was very impressed and is not expecting to throw it back.
2: So that is a twenty.
3: That will hit. <laughs> it's like, well done, well done. <laughs> Oliver did not try to catch it. He just kind of goes in his in the side of his shoulder. He just, ah, <laughs> well done. I was I wasn't expecting you to do that part of it, but that's that is very good. Uh, <laughs> well, well done, Tiburon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic
3: lesson. <laughs> and he throws down this sword then. One more.
1: Oh, that's smart. Um, I think you're good. That's good. I think you boys are good. There's holes in each of you. You're gonna be bleeding all over the the woodwork. Uh, uh, why don't you come on in now?
3: All right. Well, we can oh, maybe teach each other other things later. And well yeah, done. And he gives him the old like kind of like arm forearm. Oh, brace yeah, you know like the uh, with my bloody hand <laughs> on blood is unintentionally yeah. exchanged very good yes <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm very proud of you and and uh so what well, can i say zach that that i've taught him the effect the the maneuver of deflect missiles
1: uh yeah i think that's good i was thinking that like he could be part way towards like a martial feat or something, but you were definitely focusing on monk abilities. And I don't know if there's like a monk feat. So, like, yeah, I like that. I think just with this, we could give him that deflect missiles ability. Yeah, there, there
3: is like a, a gloves of missile snaring or something. So, I mean, if, if you want to like, you could even kind of use that mm-hmm. like an item ability and just say like you have that ability in. now.
1: Yeah, that works. Cool.
3: Well done, let's get a drink. Let's get another glass of fine-bodied wine.
1: No, oh, hold on right wine. there. Hang on, let me get some rags. Oh, right. <laughs> he <Sorry>. goes in, <laughs> comes up, reps
6: <laughs> hands
1: no one to Tiverone and, like, sticks one to Oliver's <laughs> shoulders. Like, all right, try not to drip. Come on back yeah. in. Yes. Hello, Knights of the roll Table, and thank you so much for listening to another episode. It is great to have you. Uh, Sorry, this one is late, as I say traditionally in all of my announcements for this season. I was on vacation for a little while, and then I came back, and then uh, it turns out there's only one electrical breaker that operates the whole back of my house, including where the computer is, and a refrigerator, and a freezer, and an air conditioner, and an air fryer and some other things so that turned out to be a problem we had to have fixed and now i'm back and back to editing and here's your episode uh, not too much to say for today other than thanks for listening we just uh, crossed a milestone fifty thousand downloads and um that's awesome thank you for every single one of them that you've done and as always if you can keep telling your friends telling other people who are DD listeners podcast listeners you know any YouTube, D&D watchers, those are are people who might be interested in checking things out. So thanks for spreading the word. Thanks for leaving ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts and wherever else. We had somebody seek us out recently on Facebook because they said they listen on Google Play and there's not really a place to leave a review, and so we chatted to them. That was Randolph Reed II. Appreciate you reaching out and saying thank you. Randolph said, "Knights of the World Table is an awesome, family-friendly D&D podcast. Great for road trips or daily dives. Just drive... (laughs) Says Daily Dives, but I think he's meant Daily Drives to school. The characters are whimsical and memorable, especially Branch Maya and XX Bloody Heart. Appropriate for all ages. It's a great DD substitute between sessions. Appreciate it, Randolph. Thanks for reaching out. Hope you're continuing to listen on your drives and the whole family's enjoying. So to Randolph and the whole family and everybody else, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and make life an adventure.
3: Ah, so do you think you might be able to provide a little bit of uh, healing? That's...
0: Right, I suppose so. And <laughs> Sarsa places her hands on them and
4: casts oh, feels... some
0: healing. I'll let you know what it...
4: Oh,
3: so much better.
4: I feel like Sarsa and Randall and Branch would have been passing the very expensive bottle of wine <laughs> back and forth between each other throughout <laughs> this entire event. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
3: With like quizzical looks on their faces. Yeah. Just like, huh?
4: <laughs> so you go, yeah. you go to get your full-bodied wine and the bottle is just like dregs. <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
3: Oops. Yeah,
0: she's going to cast what? your wounds as a level two on both of you. So that'll be 2d8. I
3: so went down about 60 hit points
0: plus uh, 9. That's so that'll good. be you. 17. You each heal for 17.
3: Yay. How much were you down? close
2: uh well i healed up because of the short rest but you got me down to like 16 hit points so definitely if you went for another full strike i might i might have got down yeah
3: (laughs) all right that was my little adventure
1: (laughs) It's definitely time for a rest. I don't know if anybody wants to talk a little bit about like plans for the next day or anything you might want to do. But other than that, I think they'd.
0: Tiburon, or sorry, uh, Sarsa just hands Tiburon a pint of whiskey because that's her go to. And she's like, Harris hey, will help the sting of defeat go down a little bit easier.
2: Defeat? You think I lost? I won. <laughs> Knowledge is the true victory. So wise,
5: so smart.
0: Well, that's cute, so, but uh, don't look down your nose at a gift here, boyo.
4: Sarsa <laughs> he is cute. single-handedly destroying the livers of the <laughs> A pint of whiskey. Every time you say that, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> Tyrone's a big guy.
1: Um, So y'all turn in, patch up, rest. It's early in the day, but you're plenty banged up and tired. Been through some crazy stuff since your last long rest that like you turn in a little bit early and uh get a long rest wake up with the dawn still nobody in there in the morning as you kind of like work your way down have some breakfast and and uh get served by cletus um and there's a question of what to do with the day so um guards are out looking for crazy lou you don't really have a lead on that especially um there is this map to a kind of like cave out in the mountain that some dwarf prospector went to a while back. So there was that cave, and that was just sort of like a, a lead on a little bit more sense of like what sort of like entries into the mountains there might not be. So like you could definitely not. It's not we're going there into the lair kind of territory. It's we're exploring where a lair might sort of be kind of thing. So that's an option. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you have various friends and connections in Cambion in the forest and different people if anybody wanted to do that. Um, Bartleby is out there. Riggs said that, like, you should be able to meet with Bartleby. He should be up and around in the morning. So those are kind of, like, options on the table. Uh, before heading out or
5: doing too much, Randall wants to play with that goop that mm-hmm. he got. And so he, he wants to, like, kind of seeing that, like, separating some of it mm-hmm. does different things. He wants to, like, get like a little tiny glass from the, from the bar or Mm -hmm. like uh, see what happens. Like when he puts it into another splits it in half into two even jars and then try seeing what happens if he puts it all back and then puts a, like a little bit in a tiny one and then like split it, like just kind of put it in a bunch of different things and see what happens.
1: Yeah. The pace of the red, blue, red, blue shift just sort of like speeds up kind of proportionately to the amount of, fluid that's there so if you separate it into little shot glasses they're all kind of like flashing pretty quickly if you pour Mm. the shot glasses back together it kind of like slows down and calms a little bit more
5: as a what's that called as an alchemist alchemist, Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. as an alchemist um is is this a trait that like he's seen in other things or like does that indicate any sort of alchemical property or anything like that
1: um you've not seen anything specifically like that kind of like looking at the quality of it and like it doesn't it seems like it's a magical interaction in the fluid not so much something that's like natural or chemicals are changing so you feel like this might be just magic infused in there whether I mean, it, Randall is Randall. He's definitely thinking, like, what would happen if I drink this? Yeah.
5: That's, <laughs> would that's it be
1: real is. bad or just a little bit bad? Or could it be good? Like, what, what might happen here? Maybe I can give it to, to somebody else. He's definitely in that in that mindset. It smells like, a little bit different to you, the red and the blue shift. Like, it actually smells a little bit. Like, when it's different. red, it smells like raspberries. And then when it's blue, it smells like blueberries. You can't quite place it, but like, kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them sort of, like, remind <laughs> you of, like, hmm. <laughs> uh the, the red is a little bit more kind of like umami smell and the blue is a oh, little bit okay. more like citrusy gotcha i gotcha um he'll take uh like a little bit and he'll
5: like put it like on like down the back of his hand like a little bit on his skin and see if it
1: does anything if it touches his skin you want to put it on when it's red or blue mm, blue Alright, so you smear it on your hand uh, while it's blue, and your arm shrinks one size. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wow>. oh no! <laughs> He's gonna wait till it turns red and
5: then put some red on it.
1: Uh, yeah, and it restores when you do that.
5: Oop. Back oh, to regular. Okay. He's gonna wait till it's red again and put some red on his hand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> your arm gets bigger. One, one size, proportionately. So it's not the arm of a... Is Randall small or is he medium creature? He's medium. Yeah. So like and now it's the arm of a large creature and it's kind of like heavy and hard to move. Oh. oh. Okay. Well that's cool. And like how fast- I'm is
0: glad it? that arm is the appendage for doing this.
5: <laughs> okay, relax. And like, what's what is the time of like the big jar when it's all together?
1: How long is it like taking to to shift? Is it like moments is it like a minute it's like a slow transition of 10 seconds so in the big jar like you've got much better sense so the issue kind of like recognizing oh blue shrinks red enlarges in a in a small amount you wouldn't have as much control of for sure you'd definitely try to like if you were trying to enlarge something need to like time it (laughs) yeah because you could accidentally do it the other way but like in the in the bigger amount it's pretty easy to kind of grab red or blue if you, he's going to like put it like on like a
5: spoon or something and like it doesn't work on like an object.
1: Uh yes because you would have figured that out <laughs> earlier. So yes. Yeah. Non-living objects doesn't seem to affect. Okay, he's going to find like a little like bug or something. There's and all there's there's as you look around for bugs, there's an alarming number of cockroaches around. <laughs>
4: Oh, good. We're gonna oh, have God. giant, super strong, <laughs> immortal cockroaches now.
5: <laughs> All right, let me get one of these guys. He's gonna grab one, and he's just gonna—he's gonna, he's he's gonna going to wait, wait till it.
4: Hey, no, don't do that.
5: Like, Quiet you! <laughs> I'll eat you, and then he's gonna wait till it turns red, and he's gonna go. This is for your own good. And he's gonna splat some on uh, one of the cockroaches. Uh the
1: cockroach is one size bigger. <laughs> Like a cat, like a cat size, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, I gross. guess cockroaches are probably tiny, so it becomes a small creature. I think. <laughs> whoa, whoa, buddy, whoa! And he's gonna
5: kind of like try and put like a get a rope out and like tie a little leash around him real quick. Uh, <laughs> give me a dex
4: check. Can it be animal handling? Sure. <laughs> Is this at night or is this in the morning that all this is going down? Early this is morning. early morning. Okay,
1: all right. Uh, six for animal handling. Nope, <laughs> that giant cockroach giant super cockroach, is out of your hands and out the door. <laughs> like it leaves? Yes. What is that? You can like, trap oh, it, but it like gets down, crawls, and scurries. The door's not open, but it like manages to scurry under the door, even though it doesn't look like there's enough room to do that, and it's gone. <laughs>
5: i'm gonna like kind of wait a minute and see like
1: does it do i hear
5: like people shouting in terror
1: there's nobody it's quiet out there so your sense is that there's nobody out there to shout oh he says oh
5: that was a close one and he's gonna pick up another cockroach oh god and he's gonna like he's gonna pre-tie something around it he's gonna like pre-tie a little thing around it okay and then he's got a little go, harness on it. Yeah. He's got a little harness and he's going to take another scoop go, and put it on.
1: Of red or blue? Uh, red. It gets big. Does it stay on its leash? Well, so like, how are you, are you tying the harness with the anticipation that it's going to grow into it or how is yeah. that working?
6: Yeah. <clears> hmm.
1: <throat> Roll like sleight of like hand a, for like, like being like able slipknot. to set that up properly. Okay, sleight of hand or survival for not not smithing. Uh, sixteen. Do a dex check for super cockroach. I'm gonna have to stat these out eventually. This is a fully improvised <laughs> subplot. Um, so I don't have a dex modifier for these cockroaches, but I rolled a fourteen. I feel like it's a, at least two. Um what? Uh so like I would say that's this roughly a tie so like you're able it doesn't quite work it doesn't quite like grow into it but you're able to keep a hold of it and you're kind of like trying to get the harness as you envision it into place you still have a hold of this second now giant cockroach All right cool <laughs> I'm going to
5: take it All right let's go find your friend and then we're going to go uh, for a walk and we're gonna go and leave oh my God. and then we're gonna go walk and see if we can find his friend.
1: All right. <laughs> so you go out the door with your little cockroach, Come which on, does buddy. not want to be in a wide open sunny public square. <laughs> so it's really trying to like keep to the very edge of the building and like climb up the walls and stuff, which gives you a decent idea of maybe where the other one went. You gotta kind of like follow that instinct if you want to find the first one. Um, I feel like Randall heads off to do that for a while. What's everybody else up to? <laughs> Tyrone's
2: very tired and hungover, so he he Sleep mildly notices that stuff going on, and it's <clears throat> just like, too early. It's too nope. early.
1: Sarsa and Branch, is there anything you want to cover, since we haven't had some, some uh, direct character exploration for either of you?
0: I think Sarsa is kind of okay with just like laying low and hanging back. There's not really anything in particular that I think she feels terribly drawn to except Mm. for making fun of Tiburon. Mm -hmm.
6: Um,
0: Yeah. She kind of, oddly enough, she seems a little bit not like drunker than normal, but like, she's definitely, I think, medicating a little bit um, with the malaise but putting
1: mm-hmm. on your front. All right. Brant. I feel like
4: he would probably want to go see Clump, but we did that last time. And so I'm trying to think of what he would do differently there. What the goblin
1: equivalent of buying flowers and chocolate would be. <laughs> I think we did that two times ago. It was two down times. It was yeah. the same with like the wear, everything. So it's, it's yeah. been a, if you did, a few days since you're out there. And you have this new pipe that is like rat oriented. So. Your mind is definitely on maybe yeah. checking in if you have a few minutes yeah, he'd a little probably, bit of time. He'd probably
4: go and show off the pipe i think I think that's reasonable
1: um so branch heads out there to the forest clearing where you last saw clump. you encounter actually like heading out there you kind of like come up behind a couple of guards who are kind of like heading out the same way and kind of like searching the forest, kind of looking around and and um you know, this seem like this is part of the kind of like guard search routine that they've been executing the last couple of days. So you come up behind them before they really notice you.
4: I don't think Branch would be suspicious enough to try to do anything other than go past them at this point. I am suspicious enough, but I don't think Branch would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he would probably just say, hey, excuse me. Hey, Branch would like to get by. can Getting- can you please move? Branch wants
1: to visit his friend, and they turned to you as like, "Hey, this is a prohibited area. Everybody needs to go back to their, uh, back to their lodgings right now. There's dangerous terrorists out there, and uh, and uh, you you need to get out of here. This is a this is a high security area. We're we're looking for some suspects out here. Uh, yes, one of those suspects tried to blow me up. Uh, I, I am fine. You, you you know about that? Where
4: where you, you seen him? Uh, not since he threw a bomb at me. Oh,
1: you're the one. Uh, 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 all right. Well, there were like well, five of us. <clears throat> well, this is still a high security area. You got to go back to the town. Uh, we're clearing well, out the forest. Nobody is allowed to be out here. If you find other people in the forest, what are you doing with them? Branch well, they got they got to the be forest. brought in and questioned. There's there's no like loitering or vagabonds. We can't have bandits or or, or any sort of. Uh, Riff-raff out here. These are tough times and we need to be secure. Uh, You are going to put uh, anyone in the forest in jail? Well, for questioning, we got to be secure. We got to take care of this. We can't have anybody, you know, we can't have anybody happen. What happened to you happen?
4: Branch will, uh, like, grab his amulet, turn into a rat and try to scurry past
1: them. (laughs) (laughs) Like, straight up right in front of them? Yep. All right. Do a dex. As a rat? To, uh, yeah. <laughs> With advantage and like whatever dexterity or related skill, I think if you want to use something extra, I don't know, there's not really a animal being <laughs> kind of role. Stealth. Stealth would be probably appropriate if you have any extra bonus on top of whatever rats have. Okay. That's a 19. Ooh, way to go. Uh, yeah. So you just like straight up like, okay, <laughs> and turn into a rat and <laughs> scurry off. Um, And one of them, like, grabs for you and, like, actually, like, kind of, like, grabs you as you're shrinking and, like, you sort of slip out of the guard's hand and the other kind of goes for the rat and sort of, like, gets a hand on your tail, but you, like, slide out and get off into the bushes. (laughs) And Uh, you kind of hear him say, like, are we going to have to write a report on this? I don't know. know (laughs) Uh, I'll definitely go and try to find Clump and warn her. Um, so you head off, you scurry off, go to the clearing. You don't see anything, anyone around there. Do maybe perception or investigation.
4: We'll go with perception.
1: 21. Um, so you're able to sort of like take in the forest and the markings and tracks and stuff and kind of like track um, track her and various rat Um droppings and and uh, rustlings of things and rat signs as also clump into a little ways off from the forest, a hollowed out tree where you f- find her hiding with a few rats. Cool. Um, I'll, un- I'll unrat. Yeah. <laughs> clump, and... hey, it is branch. Oh, it is you. Uh, pl- please, please. You must hide here. They're, they're looking They're They're looking for us. Uh, they they have been the the guards they have been uh, seeking us. They they tried to take me. Is Clump okay? Uh, yeah yeah yes yes Clump is fine. Some of the
4: rats have have gone. I I hope they are okay. Oh that is sad. The guards say that they are going to uh, uh, question anyone they find in the forest, which would be probably not too bad since you did not throw the bomb at me uh, and my friends, but. Uh, Someone uh, threw a bomb at you. Uh, Branch is fine. I went to a bone ship. It was a whole thing. This is much information for me to understand. I, I do not. I, I am glad that you are here. Can we hide you somewhere, or uh, you can? Can you turn into animals? We could hide. We could sneak you into the town and uh, hide you from the guards in there. Yes, I could do this, uh,
1: but I I I could not leave the rats. Uh, they are here, and they need protection. Hey. You kind of have a sense that, like, she has a soft spot for these rats, but, like, yeah, do they need protection? <laughs> like, they kind of come and go as they please. On the other hand, you do have this pipe that controls rats. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know that that would help me in this situation.
4: <laughs> I could just, I mean, they could come with me, uh, but that seems... Looking at that, what that would actually mean is that they would effectively follow me as long as I'm playing it, which means I'm just going to lead an army of rats into town.
1: You do just have just... that option. <laughs> you do not need to use it, but Clump is hesitant to go without... She's just hesitant to abandon her reference. Uh, okay. Uh, here is what Branch thinks that you should do, Clump.
4: Uh, you should uh, stay here, and if uh, the guards come, you should also turn into a rat and hide, and they will not think that you are a human.
1: Uh, okay, will you will you be okay? Uh, camp might like to go with you.
4: Uh, you want to come? I, 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 I am I am unsure. Do you want me to
1: come? I, I don't want
4: to be a bother. Uh, yes, Branch would like that very much. Uh, but if you will not leave the rats, I mean, the rats will be fine here. They are rats. Uh, we can make sure that they have food, and uh, retcon, can we assume that Branch would have brought some food out with him for like another little picnic? Yeah. <laughs> right. Just so that I can then say, eh, Branch has food. They can have this food and eat it until you are able to come back out here. Uh, uh Okay. Uh, let me talk to them.
1: Okay. Squeak, 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 squeak. Uh, okay, some some will come with us, and uh, some some will stay here. Uh, okay. Thank you. We
4: should uh, not go uh, directly by the guards because a lot of rats is probably scary for them. Uh, even though rats are very kind, uh, so we should. Uh, okay, uh, uh, rats, uh, spread out and uh, act natural. Okay, Clump, uh, you stay with me. Yes. Yes. Right, so I will again turn into a rat and then lead rat clump, not
1: like directly towards the guards, but like you know, it's Mm -hmm. a forest, so I you know where they were. They're probably like poking around looking for a rat. You kind of like back near where you ditched them, so you're able to kind of like knowing that they're there. You're able to evade that area, head back to town. Takes a little bit longer, but so once we're in town,
4: like proper, I think turn back into goblins then just
1: walk to the tavern so you, so you get into town kind of like through the first layer of like uh town wall and buildings to more of a street and some rats are kind of like following along um and you turn back into in kind of like a dark corner you turn back into goblins some of the rats with you are going after some cockroaches which <laughs> like they they kind of like go for like mm, delicious cockroach and then like you see them like, uh oh, these cockroaches. Is a this cockroach is like at least an even match for a rat? And so that's starting to happen. And you're kind of aware of what's going on. Clump hasn't like noticed that. She's more looking in windward's looking for guards. I
4: don't think Branch was there when we, when Randall and Tiburon uh discovered the super rats, so I don't and I doubt that it would have come up in conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> you're aware of the super cockroach. You're unaware of the super cockroaches, but you're kind of noticing something's weird. <laughs>
4: uh Clump, are your uh, rats uh, rat friends, are they sick?
1: They are losing to an insect over there. Uh, I, I don't know. That's this uh, they, they 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 like cockroaches very much. I do not know what is this- and and she like grabs one and and uh, kind of separates it from the cockroach and has to like pull them apart and take care of them. Rosemary, are you okay? Squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> oh, yes, it is very. Uh, and she throws that cockroach, and it flies off. Actually, like sprouts Ugh. wings and like flies away. Oh, they they fly. This is this is yeah. very weird, very strange. Yeah, uh, we should find
4: a safe place for the rats. Uh, probably not in that hotel. Was it a hotel that they were in? Yes Yeah. Uh, Probably not where they were before
1: But uh, we could find them a place uh, Maybe outside of the tavern (laughs) And that's the moment That Randall comes around the corner With a giant cockroach on a leash And all the rats take off (laughs) They're like scurry
5: Oh hey guys
4: Just taking my friend out for a walk What? (laughs) Why do you have a very large roach?
5: Because it's cool. Look at him, isn't he great? Okay. <laughs> you guys should like him. He's like a piece of nature. He's like a natural.
1: Clump's gonna do an animal handling roll on the giant cockroach, and uh, rolls a twenty. Oh, so Clump wow. like gets down with the cockroach and kind of like talks to it and pet it <laughs> and connects to it and bonds with it a little bit. Yeah, see? This is a very special cockroach. It is very large. Is this normal for the city?
5: No, I made him big with a special goop I found. Uh, okay, this
1: seems like it might not be a, 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 a part of nature's balance. I am concerned that things may become uh, upset in, in the biome with, with this Development, although it is a very nice cockroach.
4: If the roach is only, <clears throat> if this is the only big roach, and the rest of the, uh, for some reason, very strong roaches are uh, 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 here, then the uh,
1: <laughs> diversity is probably fine. Uh, well, uh, yes, uh, this, if this is the only big roach, yes, that would be fine. This is good point. Yes. It, uh, it's uh, not so like it
4: can breed uh, by itself. You would not want to. No. Uh, right but like hypothetically (laughs) if
5: one was loose out in the world it's fine because it can't reproduce either
4: Uh, yes just one probably fine but uh, you have one here and if those two roaches uh, uh,
1: unless it was already pregnant uh, when it was uh, large and then uh, it would have many 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 babies Is is
4: that how
5: these work (laughs)
1: <laughs> they get pregnant? Uh, yes, all, all animals, uh, well, most animals uh, work in this way. Clump uh, will explain when a, a boy animal interacts with a girl. Uh, with no, I understand. Girl, it's the they the have certain parts. The, okay, yes. It's holding
5: it's, the eggs inside.
1: I, I, I am pretty sure, okay. but okay. that did not happen, so it will be fine. Yes,
5: it <clears throat> definitely did not happen.
1: We'll say they all make their way back. <laughs> no sign of the other giant cockroach. The rats don't follow. <laughs> and no one needs to know anything. You're able to like sort of regroup up at the tavern.
0: Yeah, Sars has just been sitting there, literally sitting at the bar all day. She hasn't left. And she's just kind of staring into her cup.
1: Um, You get a a runner kind of like shows up kind of like what happened before. Somebody comes to kind of like summon you back to into the castle into the back into the castle and um, to the to the portal chambers.
0: Oh, no, not another portal again. I can't stand that.
1: Are we
4: we all back when this guy shows up? Yes.
2: I say we just get this over with.
3: Good morning, everyone. What's what's, uh, what's what's the plan of attack?
0: Looks like we're getting sent through another portal, Sarsa says, as she chugs the rest of her remainder of her tankard of ale and slams it down on the counter.
3: All right. Well, I think we're ready. It can't be any worse than the last adventure that we went on, where we saw some rather horrific images and dealt with reanimated corpses, boneless former allies. What a strange life we leave. Yeah, look at my new friend. He's a big cockroach. Ah, God, <laughs> st- stab it, stab it, some tiburon, grab no, your cibiton, no. Stab this beast. <laughs> no, uh, No,
4: he is a nice he is a nice big roach. The only uh, one of his kind. Alright. You
3: say him. so? I call him Papa. <laughs> How did Papa came come to be? And <laughs> he tells a little story. He's like Alright, um.
4: When they well, it's good that you know what that
3: uh, <laughs> goopy substance does, so perhaps it can work on, if it's semi-permanent, perhaps it can work on us if we need to become small or bigger.
5: Yeah, or it might find some other cool bugs to make big.
3: Sure. <clears throat> All right, so um, are we waiting on um, this, um, what, what, what was his name, Bartle? Bartle? Bartleby?
1: The the runner delivered a note, and it looks to be actually written by Bartleby. Uh,
4: we we can go visit him.
1: Oh, let's do that.
0: Right, um, that's cool.
1: Branch, uh, before we
4: leave, Branch will introduce Clump to what's her name, Cletus. Cletus, mm-hmm. Cletus. and uh, say, uh, "This is uh, Branch's friend, Clump. Clump, this is uh, uh, uh Can she please uh,
1: stay here and be safe?" Uh, well, yeah, sure. A uh, friend of yours is a friend of mine, so, uh, yeah, come on, come on in. So, actually, as you are, uh, kind of, like, collecting and getting ready to go, and, uh, Clump is introduced to Cletus, actually, a bunch of the, the refugees, the kind of, like, recovered knights and friends of the knights, are actually, like, brought across the square and, like, brought into the inn, and, um... You know, a guard kind of, like, speaks to Cletus and and sets up, like, they're going to eat here. Can you take care of them? So some of those refugees looks like they're going to be put up in the inn. And as that happens, like, Clump, like, well, Clump probably disappears herself because I would be nervous about that. So whether or not you notice, you kind of, like, have a sense of, like, you turn towards that and people start coming in. When you turn towards Clump, you don't see her. And she's probably in in the form of some sort of creature that, it's going to be inconspicuous because she's definitely not comfortable with all those people around. No doubt. Yeah. From there, you head on out uh, back through the palace and all make your way back to the portal. Definitely strong presence of guards who are definitely uh, also aware of you and who you are. So they let you through easily. Um, And you make your way back to the portal and Bartleby is there. And Bartleby has, like, a bandage around his head, and an arm is bandaged up, and he's limping a little bit. Um, definitely a little bit the worse for the wear, but he's sort of, like, buzzing around the, the portal. Definitely, like, pulling on some things and, like, rewiring some things and working. The portal is definitely, like, sparking a little bit than it did previously when it was kind of in better shape, but, like... He's working on it. He says, oh, oh come on in. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, uh, there's, an ur- there's an urgent message for you. Uh, come on in. And uh, uh, you two, you, you're going to have to step out for a while. We'll, we'll be fine. Referencing to two of the guards that are in there. So they kind of like look at each other and then walk out. So you have a little bit of privacy. Uh, welcome, welcome. And uh, oh, uh, oh, you're still here, too. Uh, uh, welcome. You're uh, Oliver, right? Yes, that's uh, this is correct. Hello, friend Bartleby. Okay, well, uh, are, are you okay? And I'm so glad to see you. They they told me that you you came back through with with all these people, and uh, uh, I'm I'm glad you were okay. You just disappeared with that that explosion. Yes, it was quite
3: sudden, but I believe it might have um, we might have been taken into some sort of a some sort of another plane of existence where these these other knights were swept away um some sometime during the great turmoil. where what I believe has been referred to as the Betrayal. So, so they not the... Uh, missing, but they weren't actually... Well, they were, I guess, technically dead, but they weren't dead in a corporeal sense, the or in a spiritual sense. Just their bodies. But I, were,
1: I, I, Okay, okay. So that doesn't sound like the air realm or the earth realm or, or, or any of that, right? So you didn't... It, it was not strange, where you went.
3: strange... Uh, I believe, would I know what the Astral Sea... I mean, would I kind of know that? Probably. I've never been there, but you know stuff. <laughs> I've been around. Yeah, mm-hmm. I believe it's referred to as the astral sea. Okay, a, a great
1: um, vastness of of um, the cosmos. He makes some notes in a little journal. Like, all right, so it didn't sound like you went to exactly where we were planning, but I'm going to expl- uh, blame that on the explosion and not so much uh, our calibration. So uh, I, I feel like we're, we're good. We can do this again. Well, you've been here before. Uh, here, oh, uh, uh, let me, let me, let me. Uh, here and uh he's sort of like there's another sort of uh piece of equipment against one of the walls and he pushes some buttons and like a minor image type illusion of sora uh, appears there kind of like hologram style and looks at you all looks at you all and says uh it's good to see all of you back. We've received a, and then she sees Oliver and just, like, stops dead and stares at him. Ah, uh, huh. we, um, <clears throat> uh, well, we've we received a dress, dress call. And, uh, and uh, uh, we need to send you immediately. I know uh, the portal uh, there has not been uh, as, as reliable as we might have wanted, but Bartleby uh, assures me that, that he feels confident we can send you. Uh, uh, you've been there before, and it worked very, very well, so we feel that the connection should be secure. We need to return to the library. We've received a distress call from there, and Silius and may be in trouble.
0: Silius? Oh, dear.
1: Sora? Yes? I
3: hope I hope when my I've told these fine knights that um, well I I had a debt to pay to them and I hope when this is all over we will have a chance to reconnect and
1: oh you have a debt to pay to them yes you've got a debt to pay to them you have to make up time. You have to spend time with them to pay yeah. your debt. Fine, that's, that's fine. It's good I mean, to see you. It's good to see you there, and I'm glad to have you back joining the effort. You have a lot to. to you could do a lot here. So, so wonderful. Please All enjoy wonderful that. You pay your them. debt, and she disappears. All right. I suppose
3: I to
5: pass that popcorn down. That's a
3: given. Okay. I deserve that? Sweet.
1: So, uh, I got the, I got the library all calibrated here. And if, uh, if you're, if you're ready to go.
3: Yes. Let's hop, let's, let's go forth and, um,
1: let's go back. Uh, let's go to this library. Let's rip
2: the bandage off.
1: Okay. Uh, here we go. And, uh, he throws one switch and walks around to the other side and throws another switch and it kind of like powers up. It does that sort of thing of like energy of different types, kind of like night crystals are on one side and, and, um the other kind of energy kind of flows together and it's a little bit more like the first time you went in back at the Knight's Headquarters that like you see those two energies like flow together and kind of like spark and interact with each other but and you're sure this is safe oh relatively certain it pretty much works out uh, well uh, in, in the end most of the times I mean look what happened last time like there was an explosion and, and, and uh, it worked out well we got all these knights back so it did not work out well but at look- all <laughs> 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 it powers up <laughs>
3: I look at the rest of them is like, is it safe?
4: <laughs> hey, you might turn into wood, but otherwise, yes. What? I might
3: I would I would what? <laughs> Who's going through? I insight check everyone. <laughs> <Like I'm> just, <laughs>
0: Oliver's
1: very suspicious. Roll an insight uh, check.
0: <laughs> Sarsa just doesn't even hesitate and she just kind of throws her mace over her shoulder and oh. just says, Let's do it.
1: Sarsa, Sarsa's <laughs> gone.
4: Yeah, branch
3: the
1: nineteen. But yeah, I mean, your insight of all of their reactions is like, well, no, it's not technically safe, but it's like safe enough. Like it's complicated, but like, <laughs> like they feel yeah. like some like you get it. You get an accurate kind of like read on everybody's feelings of these things with just like it hasn't been life threatening, but some weird stuff's probably gonna happen. <laughs> Yep. Sarsa's gone already. First through, Branch will jump in. Branch, <laughs> all
5: right. <laughs> Sarsa jumps through. Okay, guys, let's get let's get out of here.
1: Do you but, still have a giant cockroach with you, or are we leaving him yeah, behind? No,
5: he's coming with me.
1: Uh, <laughs> Randall and the Cockroach. It's like Randall and the Roach is the name of my new band. <laughs> <laughs> Tiburon and Oliver are there. Oliver looks at
3: the area where that hologram of Sora was. Sighs a big sigh. Another day, shall we, Tiburon? After you, and Oliver will walk through.
1: <laughs> <sighs> and <the> Tiburon goes, <laughs> and we'll call it there. Another exciting portal adventure. <laughs>